Most of you will know by now that I'm often traveling the world going from country to country. And in 2018, I traveled to Montenegro with a friend of mine. We landed in Dubrovnik and drove up to KOTOR to embrace the lifestyle of working and traveling. Back in 2018, I wasn't so well versed in traveling, but I did know that good coffee would be hard to come by. And some months before this, I was given some samples of a mushroom blend coffee and knew that this would be the perfect time to try them, given the fact that there was only going to be instant coffee in the Airbnb, which was a no-go at the time. I got up at 6am, I boiled the kettle excitedly, ready to try the coffee that contained all of these functional mushrooms that were set to give me nootropic-like benefits that were going to help me with my cognition and focus for my work this morning and also give me anti-inflammatory benefits that support my immune system that my regular coffee just wasn't giving me. Only to be disappointed at how gross it was and I unfortunately didn't even finish the samples. It was genuinely that bad. And you know there's two different types of people. If you ask someone, they don't have the option for good coffee and they can either go no coffee or bad coffee. I am someone who would choose bad coffee usually, but in this case, I didn't even finish it, which is why I absolutely love Windensea Coffee, who have done the impossible and have made mushroom-infused coffee that tastes incredible. They refused to compromise on flavor and have packed in a ton of incredible ingredients that give me the cognitive and physical benefits that I was after, but allow me to still enjoy my coffee. So if you're ready to get more out of your morning coffee, our friends at Windersea are giving Simply Fit listeners a huge 25% off all of their products and subscriptions, including their incredible mushroom-infused coffee. Just use the code SIMPLYFIT at the checkout and you can thank me later. And now on to today's episode. Hello team and welcome to episode 451 of the Simply Fit podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Jason Worrell. Jason is a world-renowned chiropractor and health and wellness coach to athletes and celebrities celebrities including Jason Statham and Serena Williams. This conversation with Jason gave me a real insight into what perfecting your craft really looks like and the opportunities it can lead you to when you truly dedicate yourself. It was a fascinating one from start to finish and you will not regret listening to this one. In this episode, you can expect to learn how Jason went from zero experience in the health industry to one of the most sought after chiropractors in the entire world, the traits that lead athletes like Serena Williams and Jean Siebert to being the best in the world at what they do, along with what Jason believes is the key to having success in any area of your life. So without further ado, Dr. Jason Worrell. Dr. Jason Warren, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Really excited to dive into our conversation today. Once I came across you, I was doing my research, fascinated by all the things that I was finding. So I'm looking forward to getting to know you and your story even more. But before we do dive into the topic of your conversation today, can you give us a little context about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah. So, you know, I always tell people I'm everybody's favorite chiropractor. I line spines and minds to get you connected with divine and help you to feel fine. And I'm basically the person that popularized chiropractic on the internet. So you see all these cracking videos of this and that. I basically started that whole genre and um, had an office in Los Angeles for almost 10 years, connected and networked with a lot of people while I was there. I was blessed to kind of uh, get into the circle of a lot of influencers. And from there, started blogging myself and kind of just getting into that culture. And I really basically just popularized chiropractic and taking care of yourself. So really didn't really mean to, but became sort of a health influencer, if you will. And then on top of that, you know, uh, 
just blessed to be a, a happily married man, loving father, and and just just out there like everyone else watching, trying to trying to do the best I can for myself and my family, trying to live a purpose driven life, and uh, definitely somebody who is in this world, but not of this world. And so making the best of this world while we're here. I love that, man. I love that. And it shows in the work that you do, that's for sure. And before I ask you a little bit more about what you what got you into chiropractic in the first place, I want to ask why you chose to go down the YouTube route, why you chose to yeah. popularize it. Because I spoke to Dr. Kyle Gillette, you might have heard of him a little while ago, and he's a medical doctor, and he's gone about going on social media when usually, you know, the typical practice of doctors is to see their patients, stay in their office, and not really put themselves on social media too much, right? But he's put himself out there, he's gotten a lot of recognition, and, you know, he wants to spread the word far and wide and make sure that he's getting a lot of solid information out there. So what led you to doing the same thing in terms of not just treating people in an office, but putting it out there into the world for them to see i think certain people they they know they have a lot inside mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny um really quick story on that slight digression i remember being like 12 years old and i remember getting out of my dad's car one day and for some reason or other i have no idea why the conversation we we're having I remember thinking to myself, you know, Jason, you're going to be a really good dad one day. And I mean, like 12 years old, who even is thinking about kids, you know? I mean, it was a passing thought, right? It was, it was just a fleeting thought, or as I call it, a thought flash. Just, you know, it's almost like a, something from the universe. And fast forward six years later, I'm having a kid at 18. And of course, at that time, I'm going, oh my God, my life is over. What's going on? Well, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And now my daughter's 22 years old and I'm only 24. So somehow the math doesn't add up. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but you know, sometimes we get these, these, these feelings, these thought flashes. And I knew I had a lot of love to give, I guess is the underwriting part about that. And when my daughter was born, a lot of thoughts went through my head, 18, having a kid, oh my God. But I knew I had so much love to give. So when it came to chiropractic, there was all so much I wanted to say, so much I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, spend, you know, an hour or two with each patient. And you can't do that. That's not a sustainable business model, nor does it really empower them and teach them to take responsibility for themselves. There's, there's exceptions when we're doing sports rehab, et cetera. However, um, I, one day I had one of those old flip cameras. I still have the, the damn thing. And I just wanted to just showcase what I was doing. And I pulled it out to, and I said to my office manager, hey, film this really quick. And I was adjusting another doc that worked with me in the office, his foot, put it online. It got some traction and YouTube was very new. And I, I saw it as a way to, to kind of put out, you know, love and energy and just reach more people. But it was very haphazard, like anything when it first starts, right? It was, nobody knew anything about YouTube, how to do it, why to do it. And I released a series of videos over a number of years with little to no traction. I mean, if we got like, hundred views. It was like, whoa, you know, way, that was awesome. And, and then I even forgot about it. And one day, a couple years later, I went back on and I saw the video had like a hundred thousand views. And I was like, oh my, yeah. I was like, whoa. And that's when it kind of hit me like, wait a minute, there's, there's people that want to see this. And then as I started releasing videos, I, I started, you know, again, a hundred views. Wow. You know, a thousand. Oh my God. It was just like, wow, you imagine like, Elliot, imagine like a thousand people, not even a thousand, forget that. 
imagine you walk out of your home right now and there's a hundred people waiting down at the, you know, the, the hotel lobby or whatever, the city hall to, to listen to you speak. A hundred people. That's, that's a people. good amount of people. It's a lot uh-huh. of people, right? Yeah, we people, lose sight man. of those numbers when we go online, right? But yeah. if you look at 100 people, 100 people in one small space is a lot of people. It's a lot of people, man. I mean, let's be honest. I've done talks for one person. I've had talks in my office where one person showed up. And I'm like, do I cancel? And then I'm like, nah, fuck it. Let's run it. Let's run the talk. And it's like, you can never underestimate the power of one thing you can think, say, or do that can affect the lives of millions. And that's a quote from BJ Palmer, who's the developer of chiropractic. So as I was putting out content, it's getting traction. I'm like, wow, like there's something to this. And I found it as a creative way for me to channel my love and my energy to help other people. I love that, man. I love that. And I love that you had the vision beyond just what you were doing in the office. And I think that the world has benefited from it massively. So now take us back to the point in which you had this realization that you were going to go down this route as a path of your professional world. So that's, that's an interesting story, right? So I remember, I remember, you know, if there's any youth watching this, this is a really cool thing for you. If you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. My dad, you know, my dad's a Brit. And uh, so I'm, I'm half British. And uh, he was an engineer, very smart, good with math, all this stuff. And basically, I said, I, I want to be like you, dad, you know, ni- nice house, Range Rover, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, living the life, right? We, we go to Europe, you know, once a year or something like that. I'm like, I want to be like dad. So my dad's like, well, I'm an engineer. You want to be an engineer? I'm like, yeah. And then I get to college and I'm like, I want to be an engineer. And they're like, okay, well, here's the, like the list of math classes you need. And I was like, excuse excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) run that back one more time. Math's not my thing. I was like, well, I, I mean, I was on the spot. I'm like, I don't want to take those math classes. I'm not good at it. So I take like one class and I get in this finite mathematics class. And the teacher just is explaining this mess of numbers to me and he's going real fast. And to, you know, to be fair, I don't think he was really a great teacher because a teacher has to draw out in link your interests. Right. So I've never been, a, uh, it's weird. I'm, I've always been shy, but I've never been afraid to step up and I raised my hand. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. And I go, um, I don't get it. This was first day of school. This was like a review and he put this big, long problem on the board and tells everybody to do it. And I go, I don't get it. And he looks at me and he's like, oh. he looks distressed. He's like, what don't you get? And I'm like, oh God, I was like, I already felt this big. Now I'm like this big man. So I, I sat there for like 15 minutes while everyone's working away. And I'm looking at the board, the, the chalkboard. And I'm like, I literally have no clue what I'm doing. So I, uh, I just, I grabbed my stuff and I left. And that was when I'm like, I, I need, I need to do something different. This isn't going to work. So I remember a conversation my dad had with me. I graduated high school at 16. I was about that age. One day uh, we were talking about, you know, he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't really know. He goes, well, do you want to work with your mind, your brain, or with your hands, your body? And I was like, well, I think I want to work with my, my mind. He's like, well, you should, you know, he names all these desk jobs, accountant, this and that. I was like, eh. Oh, maybe with my, my body, you know, but I don't want to be like a manual labor. I respect all work, but I was like, you know, I'd had a, a taste of the finer life. And I'm like, yeah, no. He goes, well, why don't you be a landscape artist? I go, well, sounds nice, but I don't think it's for me, you know? And then he said, why don't you be a, a chiropractor? I go to my chiropractor. He makes good money. 
he helps me. I was like, I don't know, chiropractor, like who knows, you know? And then one day, you know, shortly thereafter, I remember he, he threw on his back out and he goes, Jason, Jason, will you come in the room and we pull my leg? And I'm like, what in the heck is this guy talking about? I was like, is it, this is getting a little weird, dad. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. And he lays on the bed and he goes, will you yank my leg? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I had to have been, again, like 14, 15, 16. It was right around that time. I think it was uh, shortly thereafter. And he goes, grab my leg and pull as hard as you can. I go, why? And he's like, my back hurts and the chiropractor does it. I saw him do it. You're going to help me. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull dad's leg off. I'm going to see if I can detach his leg from his body. Because I'm just, I mean, I'm just a kid, right? I'm a teenager. So I grab his leg and I pull and it's like, pop, you know, his hip releases. And he's like, oh, that was so good. I'm like, you're fucking nuts, man. <laughs> Whatever. Like, this guy, you know, imagine, right? Pull on your leg. Like, I don't know any anatomy. I've never thought about being a doctor. I'm just like, whatever. So he goes, you know, you, you really, you've got some strong hands. Maybe you should be a chiropractor. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, dad. Fast forward, a year or two goes by. I'm in the car, you know, living life. I was a bank teller. I was uh, just counting your money for you, basically. A year or two goes by. And my girlfriend had picked me up from work because my car was in the shop and we're leaving and she's only going like 15 miles an hour. She's driving one of those, uh, Ford Mustangs, which they're, you know, notorious for kind of being a little loose on the steering. And, um, she loses control and the car kind of goes around and 15, 20 miles an hour and hits the rear axle on the curb. And I get this like sideways back and forth whiplash. And it was strong enough that it broke the rear axle and the wheels hanging off, et cetera. So we get the car towed and the next day I'm in class and I'm here like this. I'm, I'm here, I'm over here, I'm putting my leg up. I'm not comfy. And I get home and I'm complaining and she goes, why don't we go to the chiropractor? And I was like, I don't need a chiropractor. She goes, no, no, let's go to the chiropractor. I go, no, I can like pop my neck, you know? She's like, no, nah, buddy, come on. So we go and we get there and I look around Elliot and I'm like, this place looks familiar. The doctor comes in and he goes, Jason, my God, I haven't seen you since you were this big. I realized I had come in there with my mom when I was like eight years old for my mom to get adjusted. And he had pulled me back one day and he'd given me like two or three adjustments. And all I remember, the great doc, Dr. Haley, such a good dude, phenomenal chiropractor. And all I remember was he was seeing so many patients at the time. He was flying. He was delivering the, you know, the good word to people. That I remember him. He adjusted me really hard. He's like, you don't drink milk. Milk's not good for you. And here we are in like, I'm talking, this is like 1990. I'm just like, what? This guy's on crack. Like, crack my back. Tell me not to drink milk. He's crazy. And, and all I, I, I never had any bad thought about chiropractic or about him, but that was all I remembered. So we get in there, he takes some x-rays. He goes, look, your neck's out of alignment. It's supposed to have this curve. It's like this. I'm going to put my hands on you. We're going to move your neck. You're going to feel the movement, hear a noise. You're going to start healing from the inside out. We're going to restore your curve and your body's going to feel better. And I was like, well, it makes sense. Sounds good. He adjusts me, Elliot. And it was like, boom, I scared the crap out of me. And I just, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like I can move. And from that moment, I felt free in my body in a way that I just, it's almost like I was craving for that and didn't even know it. And there started the path, was working as a bank teller, 
he recommended me to get a massage in his office to help the therapy. And I get it. I go to get a massage and this, this young, good looking dude. And I'm, look, I'm as straight as they come, but I can appreciate anatomy. Good looking dude. He's wearing a tank top. He's working in a dark room. He's kind of buff and strong. He's making like twice what I'm making per hour or more and uh, listening to music all day and everybody loves him. Right. And I go, dude, I just, I work at the bank. I stand all day. I wear this stupid shirt and tie. You know, it's like, no, yeah, people are <clears throat> hurry up, coughing in line. And I come over here and you're like in this tranquil room. You're in your gym clothes. You're giving me a massage. I love you because you're helping me to feel better. Plus you're earning like two, three times what I'm making. And here he goes. He says something that changed the course of my life. You ready? He goes, why don't you become a massage therapist? Whole trajectory in my life changes. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, like you should do it. You're, you're obviously into the body and you're great with people. And, and I'm like, you think so? <laughs> you know, because sometimes people have to see something in you or believe in you in a way that you don't. And, uh, I ended up going to massage school and to save time on the story. I mean, uh, there was a chiropractor in the massage school. It was all, you, you see, it was all laid out for me. Yeah. Right? All these signs it's, kept coming and coming. Right? Oh my God. It's the grand organized design, brother. I mean, God is so good. And like, look, everything is laid out in our life for us, but the problem is nobody pays fucking attention. Mm. And when I got adjusted and aligned, right. Spines in mind to connect you with divine. I started to become more present, more aware. I'm like, ah, so things are lining up. So there's a chiropractor, this cute little old lady. She had been like 55 years old, 60. She had been older than that, probably 60, 65. Her name was Altair, sweetest lady. She says, I'm waiting on my license because there's licensing exams every couple times a year. We start talking and she starts talking about the principles of chiropractic, the power that made the body can heal the body. You know, we heal from above, down, inside out, which is a metaphor for, you know, God, the universe above and internally, right? And, and through the spine, the brain, the spine, and the body, and that the body can heal. It needs no help, yet it needs no interference. And I'm like, ah, right? So if you fall and you cut your hand open, you don't necessarily need stitches. Maybe you do. But if you have dirt in there, you, you need to wash that dirt out of there because otherwise it'll get infected. So the body can heal on its own. You don't need to go to like a scab specialist to get a scab put on. But if you've got dirt and, you know, glass in your hand or something, you better take it out. So I'm like, wow. And then I graduate. I get a, a job at the same chiropractic office. I find that a lot of people like me and enjoy the massages. I said, I can do this better myself, which was a cocky kind of arrogant thing to say. But I, uh, I told the chiropractor and he goes, well, you better take your anatomy class. And then I, boom, there I go. I registered at the, the junior college and I was on my way. Damn, dude, what a story. And like you said, I think the big thing that I take away from that is that life will lay out the signs for you. You've just got to be, you got to get out of your own way and just listen, right? Notice when those signs come. And I think that that's the problem is people bury their intuition deep within them for the sake of acceptance exactly. and all these other types of things. But I think that those gentle knocks from the universe just kind of headed you in this direction. Chiropractor kept coming up from your dad, from the car crash, which, you know, turned out to be a blessing in the end. And then it all led you towards that direction. So I love that aspect of your story. I do want to take a bit of a fast forward because of most of the times, please. 
Yeah. Chiropractors will just like kind of any profession like that, whether it's a fitness coach, it's a physiotherapist, it's a massage therapist. You know, you met one who led you on the path that you went on, but usually they're not enormously successful. They're struggling for business. No one really wants to go see their massage therapist or their physio or their chiro. They kind of do it out of necessity, right? However, you've kind of made it popular and you've also gone to the highest heights of, you know, working with some awesome athletes as well. What has been the difference for you that has allowed you to go from just the chiropractor who's maybe doing a good job to someone who's worked with some of the best athletes in the world? Yeah, man. Um, it's a great question and uh, I'll answer it. It's easy, but I just want to touch on what you said, actually, that was really awesome. You said that people bury their intuition deep inside. I think that's so true. Mm. You know, it's like, it's there. You know, we have to, we have to get out of our own way, as you said. So really the difference, man, is I, I just care. I care, Elliot. And it goes back to that being 12 years old and just knowing deep down, I had a lot of love to give. And I think if we're really honest about it, the people that are the greatest healers are the ones with the most pain. And I don't, I don't want to insert myself on anybody. So whoever's watching this, I can't compare my life to yours. I don't want to. Everybody has their own raw deal. Everybody has things that are small that feel big and other things that are big that people can, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's just part of life. But I've, I felt a lot of pain, you know, regarding uh, self-esteem issues, family issues, various issues. And yet, yet I lived a beautiful and still live a beautiful life because like Tony Robbins says, I decide to live in a beautiful state and that takes daily work to do. But I just, I know there's so much there. You know, there's so much love. It's just really, it's just really been kind of like my fuel. I just, I care. I know things can be done well. I know chiropractic is insanely powerful when done well. And if you've ever been sick, ill, hospitalized, surgery, procedure, etc., medical care is is not typically very fun. You know, there's an expression, Elliot. You can have a million problems until you have a health problem and then you, you got one problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Right? So, you know, it's like the, the, the car, the mortgage, the, the girl, the guy, you know, it could be the worst situation ever, right? It could be, you know, everything going wrong in your life, but you have your health and you're like, oh my God, my world's falling apart. But then you lose your health and you have a health scare. Literally none of that stuff even matters. Like nothing. And so when we put that in perspective and we just realize there's people need care, they really, truly need care. That to me is that driver of like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah, man. And I think that it shows. And I think that that was a big thing that you said in your Instagram post once where you were just behind the scenes doing the work, right? And I think that a lot of people in the generation that we live in now, they want to be a coach on something that they've not even perfected themselves. Whereas you were kind of deep in the trenches doing the work and coming from a very pure place of care and perfecting your craft and then only coming up and showing people, okay, though this is how you do it. But I think that that's the one thing I took away from you as well. It's like, okay, you've dedicated to yourself to your craft for so long. And I think if anyone's thinking, okay, well, I want to follow the path of Jason or I want to follow the path of anyone successful, it's like, go and do the work for a really extended period of time and get very good at it first. I think that that's something that I've really taken away from your work. Yeah, it's funny, man. I have, I have an enormous amount of chiros and physios and, and all sorts of doctors that follow me. And the Kairos in particular, you know, I, I love them. They're my brothers and sisters. And they're, they're the, the number one people 
they, they always want to know, well, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you do it? Work with, you know, these players, this and that. And it's like, it's the same, the same answer all the time. It's, it's get good at your craft, master your craft, get good. And I coach doctors and I coach, you know, non-doctors as well, entrepreneurs, et cetera. And I, I get people dialed in onto the core basic fundamentals because you can never go wrong with fundamentals. Mm, yeah. It's so true. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I know you do some coaching as well, right? So it's like, um, you know, it, we're in the same boat and the basics always work time and time again. And that's it. It's the unsexy, you know, consistent, like you said, fundamental <laughs> foundational yeah. work that has yeah. to be done over and over. And I think there's, there's never any getting around it. And you're absolutely right. If people are asking you for some type of hidden secret, then they're not going to find anything. They're just going to find a, a ton of work. And like you said, beneath that, a layer of care, which keeps you going. Because if, if you don't come from that place, I think that you burn out, you know, you're eventually like, well, why is this not working for you? And why is this not working yeah. for me? I should say. And then, you know, the patience runs thin if you're just trying to be successful. But when you're coming from a place of like, I genuinely we want to get better of course i want to be successful too don't get me wrong but it, when it's layered beneath with a deep level of care then you're unstoppable because you're gonna outrun just about any other person in your industry right 100 i mean and that's the thing is that everybody sees that result and they're like wow what a work how do you work with professional athletes how do you work with a-list celebrities and i'm like it's not how it's who literally it's the person i've become from tirelessly working all these years to become a better man, a better doctor, and making tons of errors along the way. Oh my God. Look, a better man, a better doctor, a better father, a better husband, and it's just 1% better every day. And it's the, the culmination of that process that makes me the person I am, that I can look somebody in the eyes. And authenticity is everything. You know, it's like, I've got patients that are doctors, medical doctors. I had a medical doctor, a pharmacist today. You know, people are out there. They need care, right? People need help. They need coaching. You know, I've got coaches. I've got people that care for me. I mean, I've got mentors. We are all the same, you know, and when you find somebody that really cares and they've, they've been through what you're going through and they're willing to go that extra mile, I mean, that you can't pay enough for that type of person, you know? And they're a dying breed as well, right? Like that's, that's the challenge. I say that all the time. Elliot. <laughs> that's the thing. It, it is, it is a dying breed, man. I saw this meme the other day and it was like, uh, the men today are not the same men that our mothers were, you know, packing a, a lunch for at 4am going to work, mm. you know, and, and you know, it's, you, you got to care. You got to be willing to do the work. And I, I think a good, a good way to look at it for somebody watching this is like, you you see this thing and you're like, ooh, I want I want that, right? And and that's great. I want that too. Well, we all want that. But focusing on that means that you're hey, one eye on the work and one eye on that goal. It doesn't mean you don't have goals, but if you're always looking at that goal, you're always looking at that goal, you've got one eye on the ball and one eye on the future. You you really have to lose yourself in the work, you know? And it's like once you're able to lose yourself into that flow that flow state, whether it's with your patients, your clients, you could be a plumber, a janitor, car salesman. I mean, you're just there and you want to just help that person and get you that car and get you those floor mats and like, let's get you dialed in, you know, you just lose yourself in that process. And, and that's why, I mean, I know I, I could, I could sell anything. I could, you know, anything that I can be passionate about because sales and, and it's really a transfer of emotion. 
you know? Yeah, I like that. And it's great because it gives you confidence that you can take on anything, right? And I'm going to speak to you about what you're doing more of in terms of the coaching side of things in, in just a moment. But that's the thing, like you have that confidence because you know you can create that energy exchange in people where they're going to want to invest in you. Even if tomorrow, Jason, you start selling avocados on the street, people will want to buy them from you, man. Hey, avocados are so good for you, man. They're so good for you. We should all be having an avocado a day. That's a fact. Um, no, man, it's, it's, you know, I think Elliot, like there's just this shift, man. Like once, once we realize people, people say to me, people have said to me for so many years, like, ah, oh, you're too happy. You, you too positive. It's like, no, man, like I, I get down, I get negative. I have moments that I'm like, you know, F this or F that. The thing is, is that that's a really low vibratory frequency. Mm. So I might dip into that too. Ah, oh, that motherfucker, this or that. But I don't, once you're there, like you start, you know, saying this or saying that or talking down, you realize that's it's not a really good place to be. And the quicker you can get out of that frequency and elevate yourself, the, the better life is, right? The, when you're in that flow state, everything you want, you know, the people, the places, the opportunities, the resource, everything you magnetically draw towards yourself. Once you realize that, you go, well, how do I get there faster? Mm. And the answer is gratitude. And look, if you take the person closest to me, take my wife, she'll be like, oh yeah, there's, you know, she'll, she, she's the one, she's like my, my great teacher, right? She'll call me out and be like, you know, are you being ungrateful? You're this, you're that. So it's, it's, it's not about being like all one way or all the other. It's just realizing that gratitude is just that most powerful driver. And when you really are grateful, like, man, like I'm, I'm here, I'm not in pain. Wow. This is great. And you know, I can breathe and I'm here talking to my guy, Elliot, and you know, we're on, I'm a thousand dollar phone, you know, and computer. And I'm in my beautiful office in Miami. It's like, so much to be grateful for and you get into that state it's hard to be any other way yeah no i couldn't agree more and i love the fact that you started with the very fundamentals right pain-free i can breathe most people who are listening to this like you said they have that thousand dollar phone as well and most of us have been coerced by apple into getting it right so you know realistically <laughs> like we are all in that place you know and then you obviously look to outside of that and you talk about the office and the things that you've built for yourself but you know ground level majority of us listening today can resonate with that and i think that that's the beautiful thing and then you know just like you can acknowledge your office and everything along those lines i can appreciate the airbnb and i'm in right now or the fact that the sun is shining outside as well and i think that that's it you've just got to start with those foundations and then start looking for those things and i found that massively they start compounding on on top of each other right then you start appreciating well actually i can go exactly. out for a walk in the sun and i can go grab a coffee and it's delicious and all these other yeah. different types of things i mean look there's people that are that are imprisoned right or, or you know they, they or they're in a hospital right I think that's even worse than being in prison. I don't know. That's a, that's somebody for somebody to answer that's been through those situations. You you can't leave. Imagine being in a little room. You can't go outside. It's sunny. You can't go outside. You know. Imagine being in a hospital bed. It's sunny. You can't. You know the world, and you know the world's going by. You know people are out there having the time of their lives. It's like what could be worse than that? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, hundred percent, man. I couldn't perspective, agree more. man. Perspective is everything. Yeah. It's huge. Funnily enough, I've got it tattooed on my forearm as well. It's, it's right down to my right. Is that right? Yeah. I've got one side of perspective in the right, like the traditional way. Then it reflects on the other side, reminding me to always mm. challenge myself to see the other side if I'm not quite thinking in the right way. So yeah, we're definitely on the same page there. And something I, I like that, have man. to ask you about because of, I don't get the opportunities to talk to people who have worked with super, super high profile athletes and celebrities. Celebrities. And something I'm interested about is what surprised you about working with someone like Serena Williams, for example, or Anjabur, who you were on tour with last year, from my understanding, because it's not going to surprise us to hear that they're super disciplined. If you make it into the top, I know the world's 500 of tennis players, you're going to find super disciplined people, motivated people, people who are very good at developing skills. And that's going to be nothing new to us. So when you are so up close and in contact with these individuals, what is it that you were surprised by that makes you understand their success a little bit more? What a great question. Um, I don't know if surprised is the right word because I've been, uh, I think starting in about 2016 was the, the first time that I was uh, with a, you know, a lister type person taking care of them. So since it's been like, you know, nearly 10 years that I've been taking care of these high level people uh, in our society. Uh, I think what differentiates them uh, is that they, <laughs> going to sound so fundamental and yet so powerful. They, they just keep going and they're just like us. They've got pain, they've got problems, they've got challenges. I mean, they're human and they just keep going. And that would be the simplest way to sum it up. You know? Yeah, I think that I was getting caught in that trap there where, you know, just like you were speaking to your chiropractors and your physios expecting something a little bit different, but it's no surprise that it comes down to a fundamental, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, and this is the beautiful thing about these combos, right, is that we're all human. And, and, and truth is, we're all looking for that edge. We're all looking for that hack. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very persistent. You know, Serena's an incredibly strong woman. Anz is a wonderful woman, very strong, very very, uh, you know, focused and, and organized, you know, and, and so many of them, you know, um, Jason Statham, he's, he's a, he's a friend and a patient, um, just such a good dude, you know, just very, very strong headed, very, very willing to figure it out, you know, and anytime I think these people there don't take no for an answer. They want to figure it out. They want to find a way. And, um, I really think that all of us have that in us and Again, when we, we stop burying ourselves, you know, we stop uh, holding ourselves back with the, you know, the food, the drugs, the alcohol, mm. the addictions, the, the distractions, people are immensely powerful and just don't often realize it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. And something that you're now transitioning into is helping people find their purpose to bring the best yeah. out of them as well. I'm not going to ask you the question of what's taking you down that path because I think it's fairly obvious after any type of conversation with you to understand why you're going in that direction. But what do you intend to do in that space? There is a lot of life coaching. There's a lot of therapists. There's a lot of mindset coaches and all those different types of things. So where are you looking to make your space within this industry? Yeah, I, I think that every person has the ability to help others. Anything that you've been through you can coach and help others on. So for example, I would not be the guy to coach you on how to become a NASCAR driver. Not my thing. I, I don't know where to start. It, we'd be in the same boat. We'd be Googling, you know, what to do first. But there's certain 
experiences, certain traumas, certain perspectives. And I'd have to say, Elliot, probably one of the most expensive things that people can have, but yet you can't buy it, has got to be perspective. I mean, it's just so valuable and it can make or break you. I have a friend, I was in Brazil just uh, just yesterday, actually. And I have a, a friend there, he's a young guy, he's like 22, 21. And he just found out his girlfriend's pregnant. And he, he's studying to become a doctor, a medical doctor. Uh, great kid, super intelligent, loving, charismatic, good looking kid. This kid's got everything going for him, you know? And he's, he's sitting there like he's devastated. You know, he's like, he just is, they're stoic, kind of like, he doesn't know what to do. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, man, like, you'll be all right. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I've been through it. And when somebody has been through something, you have the capacity and the ability, should you choose to, you know, ignite it to guide someone else through that process. And this just goes back to what we were talking about, right? So many people trying to coach people and things they haven't done yet. Mm. But I really believe our purpose is to elevate ourselves and then to help others do the same. Because most of the times in my life that I've ever been leveled up has always been from somebody you know, grabbing my hand and taking me there. And this might be somebody that I paid, like a coach. Um, it might be a friend. It could be my wife. There's there's always exchanges. Some exchanges are financial. Some are, you know, emotional, physical, you know, all sorts of things. But really, we need each other. We're all connected. And so I really do believe that anybody can be a coach. Anybody can help other people to level up. But you have to first work on yourself. You have to get clear on yourself. You have to live your life in alignment. And once you live your life in alignment and you get rid of the distractions and, and the shit that takes away from who you really are at your essence, you, you have a lot more time and energy and you kind of, you want to help people, right? Only, only an asshole doesn't want to help people, right? Like who, why would you not want to help somebody? Right? So, I mean, think about it, right? hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like somebody comes to you and they're like, man, like I want help. Yeah, you might charge them or you might, you know, uh, say I've got a class on that or an online course or I teach a seminar or whatever. Yeah. But like I can help you, you know? And so having been through a number of experiences and come out the other end, you know, many times I thought I, things weren't going to work out so well and was down in the dumps and to go through that and to transcend that and still be on the journey of becoming a better man, et cetera. I just I can't help but not share. I can't help but not teach. I, I want to, I'll tell you what, put it this way. I feel so much pain about the mistakes and the time wasted and the, you know, the errors I made in my youth that it is so helpful for me to help other people to avoid that. If I can help you to avoid the problems I went through, you win and I win. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense. And maybe, maybe that's, and maybe it's even a little selfish, but it's also very giving at the same time. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with it being selfish if it is for the greater good, right? Like it's not a selfish pursuit that's only serving you. It's a selfish pursuit that's serving everyone. And I also don't think there's anything wrong with being selfish from time to time, as long as it's aligned with, like you mentioned, the greater good and also directing into other people as well as yourself. Like we mentioned earlier, you want to help people with 
the work that you do as a chiropractor, but you also wanted success within there. And there's a monetary exchange in this universe that we live in. And there's a exchange of status, for example, when it comes to Instagram or YouTube, and there's nothing wrong with that when you are serving a greater good, because there's a lot of people who are not doing that and are still experiencing the same benefits of the financial gains and the influencing gains, but they're not actually trying to make the world a better place. So I think that's really, really good to hear. And one thing that you mentioned was distractions. So where do you find that people are, obviously we find that there's a lot of people who are experiencing, like I said, drugs, food, alcohol, social media, et cetera. How are you, and maybe this is a better question to ask. I know you've got a 14 year old son, if I'm not mistaken, he's growing up very much in this, in this world of social media and everything along those lines. How are you allowing him to come from a place of not missing out on the quote unquote things that he needs to live, but also avoiding the distractions that might get him stuck or, you know, move him away from his purpose. Wow, man. Um, you know, it's such a great question and the answer is probably going to shock you, surprise you a lot. I have two daughters, 22 and 24. And, um, in there while they were growing up, it was a much harder time. And, uh, my wife and I, I think are much more present with my son and as you get a little older, not an you know, 18-year-old father, you develop more perspective. So the beautiful thing, Elliot, is that with, with Jack, my son, you know, I don't really have to police him too hard. He, he's very connected. And he is, you know, he, he tells me um, he's very disciplined and he's very orderly and organized. And he'll tell me, you know, Dad, you know, and I'm, I'm like dialed in with my food, my exercise, all this stuff. But occasionally he'll say something like, dad, you don't need that, <laughs> you know, or like, what, what's, what's that really going to do for you? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, and once you realize that children come through you and not to you, I mean, he's, he's closer to God. He's 14. I'm, you know, I'm 41. I, he's closer to God than I am. His values are there. His self-esteem is there. When I was 14, I had shit self-esteem. I had no values. I was all over the place. And he's he's just focused. So, you know, hopefully he had some good parents and um and he's still growing, you know, kids kids can make mistakes, it's part of life. But um he he's tuned in, man. He he's he's dialed in, he listens to God, he's very, you know, inner directed. I try to we we try to teach him the the laws of life in the universe. You know, what you sow you reap, karmic debt. You know, you could do this, but one way or another, it's going to come around and get you, you know, and um, I think he has a pretty firm grasp. And again, you know, nobody's perfect here, but we're fortunate that he's a good listener. Yeah, I was going to say, given that your son is such a good example, let's use someone maybe you've worked with on a coaching side of things who's maybe not had uh, so much of a great upbringing who maybe doesn't have that connection with God or, you know, a higher good. What is your key to success in getting them more aligned in terms of avoiding those distractions and living a life of tapping into their intuition and their purpose and everything along those lines? They, they have to want it, man. Um, mm. It's kind of funny because I may contradict myself here, but it's an important point with my son or with anybody else. It's a choice. So I didn't have, I had a good upbringing, solid upbringing, a lot of problems as well. My mother, when I was 12 to 14, uh, became schizophrenic and like went off the deep end. And she was on the streets for 10 years, homeless, like actually on the streets, homeless, lost all her teeth. I mean, just a mess. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So 
it's a choice. I could be an alcoholic. I could be a drug abuser. I could be all sorts of things. And I had, I would have, according to society or to societal norms, I would have every right to be like my mom, you know, she's on the street and this is so horrible and it's a choice. So I have to give my son credit for making the conscious choice. If you would say, oh, well, you know, your mom and dad are successful, this and that, but it's a choice. For sure. And similarly with coaching clients, Elliot, I tell people, look, I don't want to work with you unless you listen. You need to show up, you need to listen, and you need to do the work. And if you can do those things, I'll work with you. But I do have clients, love them to pieces, but they don't listen or they don't really want it enough. And so I look at it as like, okay, I'm on your way. Or, or you're on your way and I'm part of your path, but you're not ready to change, you know? And what I do is I, I, I call people out and I call people up and I tell them exactly what I would tell myself. Sometimes I'll tell people, look, you need to quit being a little bitch. You need to look in the mirror and you're acting like this. And the reason your, your husband, your wife, your whomever, your kids are acting like that, they're basically expressing what you're repressing. So I just call people out on it and I call them up to a higher standard and then I give them the action steps, but it is a choice and you have to be willing to do it. But it's very easy if you want anything in life to reverse engineer it and just say, look, okay, I want this. Let me reverse engineer it, you know? And it's like, it goes back to the old, like, you know, million dollars, right? I want to earn a million dollars a year. Okay, $83,333 a month, et cetera. And you know, you've seen those memes where you can chop it into like this much per day, this much per week, this much per month. It's no different with your behaviors, okay? Uh, you wanna work with pro athletes, you wanna do this. Well, your adjusting sucks. You know, it's like, well, let's fix that first, right? Or, you know, uh, oh, I wanna do this. I wanna have this big center. Okay, well, you don't even have your own office yet. You're rent, you know, you're renting a room or you're doing this or you're doing that. Oh, I want to be this amazing man. You stop watching porn. You know, it's like, I'm not hating on you. I'm just, I'm just reflecting back to you. And when you call people out and you call them up to a higher standard, you know, we all want to grow. Yeah, that's huge, man. And like you said, it's the perspective once again. And as you mentioned quite eloquently, it's like people are just reflecting back to you the areas that you need to level up in. And it's only once 100%. you take that choice and also take the daily action as well. I think that that's the big thing as well. The daily choice, like your son, as you mentioned, he has the choice. Like there's so many people who have the best upbringing, everything they could want. And then they go in the complete opposite direction because they make the choice to do that. Same for you as well. Challenging upbringing from the perspective of your mom's state and your her health and everything along those lines, but you chose and you continue to choose. Right. And that's the thing. And like you said, you're holding people to that higher standard. And it's, I always think of it as rent that needs to be paid, right? We can never own it. We have to just pay the rent every single day. And sometimes it does seem difficult, but then you have to ask, well, what's the, on the other side of that? You know, what's, what's, what's the alternative? Exactly. Right. So I think that's a yeah. really big takeaway and I'm glad we finished on such a strong note as well. And Jason, I would continue to talk to you for another three hours, but I want to respect your time. So to wrap up, can you let everyone know where the best place is to find you if they want to keep up with the work that you're doing? I appreciate you, Elliot. No, it's a pleasure to talk, man. I, I think we're really, uh, really cut from the same cloth, man. I always love that, you know, I appreciate it. we're, uh, yeah, we're clearly, you know, on that same path of, uh, actualizing ourselves and wanting to help other people. So bless you on that path, man. Um, for sure. Of course, brother. 
If you want to find me, it's just Dr. Jason at Dr. Jason, Dr. Jason on Instagram. Uh, if you're on Twitter or TikTok, throw on a W at Dr. Jason W. Uh, and then on YouTube.com slash Dr. Jason, you can see my work. You can see a lot of the influencers I've worked with uh, in LA, Miami here, et cetera. And I'm out there. If you need help, feel free to reach out. But just know that I only work with people that show up, do the work and listen. I love that, man. Dude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, we'll talk to you, brother. Take care. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.